Welcome to the Faith at Work Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Jim Melvin. Each week, I turn to scripture and current events to find important lessons that help all of us live faithful, meaningful, and responsible lives. Often these lessons will help us through difficult times. I speak from a Christian perspective, but I try to honor the faith and beliefs of all who might find their way to this podcast. In the coming week, we will celebrate an important landmark in American culture, and I'm not talking about Black Friday, as significant as that day has become. I'm referring to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving comes with a combination of religious and secular or patriotic meanings. This year, Thanksgiving travel is expected to be especially heavy, since limited travel during the pandemic has led to a pent-up demand for families to gather with those from whom they have been separated for unusually long amounts of time. Many families will find in this season reasons to celebrate, real reasons to celebrate. So let's go back in history and see how our Thanksgiving traditions developed. Thanksgiving traditions date far back in history and across many cultures and religions. Times of giving thanks and special Thanksgiving ceremonies are common to almost all religions to recognize the blessings of harvest and other special events. In Judaism, Shavuot is the annual harvest festival in which offerings are given to thank God for providing the needs of life. In ancient Rome, the goddess Ceres, the goddess of grains, was honored in a celebration called Cerealia. Hindus begin their day by placing flowers and food offerings, called prastam, to the gods in their home shrines. They also reserve a portion of their food to give to the poor. At the root of these celebrations is the desire to remain in God's favor to ensure God's continued providence. Most of us have a general sense from what we learned in our elementary school days that our Thanksgiving traditions were handed down to us by the Pilgrims and Puritans. I remember making pilgrim hats out of construction paper and drawing turkeys based on the Crayola outlines of our hands. Many of our depictions of the role of Native Americans in our celebrations would be deemed inappropriate today. By the way, pilgrim is a general term for the English settlers who came to North America and, and established the Plymouth Colony, while Puritans are pilgrims who belong to a religious sect who left England to escape religious persecution. The Puritan religion originated during the English Reformation during the reign of Henry VIII. Prior to the Reformation, there were 95 required church days in the Roman Catholic Church including 52 Sundays which required worshipers to forgo work and attend religious services and make special offerings, sometimes expensive offerings. The Puritans replaced all church holidays with special days of fasting and days of thanksgiving. Days of fasting were observed after disasters or in times of deprivation. They were intended as acts of repentance, since hard times were seen as direct punishment from God for bad behavior. Days of thanksgiving, on the other hand, were celebrated in good times, after a good harvest, for example, to thank God for the blessings they had received. It is unclear when and where the true first thanksgiving was celebrated. 
The leading contenders are holidays in Plymouth in 1621 or 1623, or in Boston in 1631. All of these celebrations relied heavily on traditions brought over from Europe. These local celebrations, declared by local officials, eventually led to the establishment of a national celebration proclaimed by President George Washington on November 26, 1789. It's plain to see, then, that Thanksgiving serves both religious and patriotic purposes. The religious element arose from the importance of faith in the lives of many of the settlers. The secular patriotic emphasis developed as a means of promoting unity in the life of a new nation, which had struggled to survive on a hostile continent and to wrest their freedom from England. Thanksgiving survives as a powerful symbol of a religious America. Like the Puritans, we celebrate a day of Thanksgiving, but unlike them, we do not have a national day of repentance. The reason that a time of repentance has been jettisoned does not mean that we have nothing to repent. As natural-born sinners, human beings are always in need of a cleaning up of our act. Instead, it's because we have moved beyond a theology where all of our troubles are seen as God's punishment for sin and all of our blessings are rewards for good behavior. It's not that simple. As, God, as Jesus said, God makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. We offer thanksgiving in good times and in bad. We are thankful no matter what. And although we don't have a holiday for it, we're always in need of repentance. Before we think about what we give thanks for, we need to consider who we give thanks to. The answer is probably obvious. We give our thanks to God. But think about what that implies. It means that we are admitting our complete, ultimate reliance on God. God has made us and all that exists, and sustains us in our lives. Farmers and the whole supply chain, down to our local grocery stores, will provide the food for our tables this week, and every week for that matter. But all of them are intermediaries. God created life and the conditions that support it. It is important to give thanks for all of the hardworking people that produce our food, but God is the root of all we have to be thankful for. The Bible is full of admonitions to give thanks to God. James 1.17 reads, Every generous act of giving, with every perfect gift, is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Many psalms are devoted to thanksgiving. Psalm 118.29 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. So we do not give thanks to God simply because it is commanded, but in response to God's gifts that we receive without earning them. God loves us and blesses us with the things we need in this life out of the goodness of his love. We love God and give the only thing that we have to offer, our heartfelt praise and thanksgiving.
Being a patriotic and religious holiday implies that we give thanks for God's blessings on our nation and at the same time give thanks for God's blessings on us as individuals. The two are closely related, but important distinctions remain. Being aware of these distinctions, coupled with the importance of offering thanks in good times as well as bad, can help us fully celebrate around our food-laden tables this week. We celebrate as a nation at the same time as we celebrate as families. I can think of three big reasons as Americans to give thanks every year. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our national laws and morals place a high value on life. This is despite the fact that many lives are unnecessarily lost due to violence every year. Despite our national flaws and struggles, Americans are also arguably the freest people on earth. Freedom is never absolute, but we have a governmental system that has so far been able to preserve a good balance between the freedom of the individual and the common good. Finally, economic and social inequalities persist, but the ability for any person to pursue personal happiness also characterizes modern American life, and we should be thankful for that. Thus, we have a lot to be thankful for in our national heritage, including the institutions that provide order and security for our lives. As Paul said in Romans 31.1, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those authorities that exist have been instituted by God. We are thankful for our founding fathers, but they were using the gifts of reason and sense of morality that God provided them with in the first place. We also thank God for divine forbearance in forgiving us when we depart from what is right. Our God is a forgiving God. God forgives us for the institution of slavery and the horrors of racism that it spawned. God forgives us when we neglect the poor for our own selfish gains. God forgives us for following, following his creation, once again out of greed and an unthinking quest for material pleasures. Be thankful that our God has infinite capacity for forgiveness. God's acts of forgiveness are always calls to repentance, calls to turn away from sin and change our ways. As we sing in our national hymn, America the Beautiful, God mend thine every flaw. Maybe we still have something to learn from the Puritans. Maybe we should institute a national day of repentance. Better yet, we can include our promise of repentance in our acts and prayers of thanksgiving. How do we thank God in times of national peril or hardship or tragedy then? How could we thank God in the wake of 9-11? How can we thank God at a time when hundreds of thousands of Americans have died of COVID and we are still held hostage by a minuscule virus? We thank God because we are assured that of God's continuing presence with us through difficult times, especially through very difficult times. 
one of the greatest expressions of this confidence that God is with us in hard times is found in Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. During these times of pandemic, God has provided humankind with the resources and intelligence to develop vaccines and treatments. During times of political division and strife, God has equipped us and modeled for us the ability to forgive and reconcile with those who disagree with us. In times of racial strife and division, God tells us that we are all one as God's children. In times of war, God sends us peacemakers. Times of natural disaster, God has instilled within us a desire to help our neighbors who have suffered. And when we walk through the darkest moments of human history, God is walking with us. Just as we have reason to give thanks to God for blessing our nation and our world, we also owe God our personal thanks. We thank God for all the material blessings that we enjoy in our lives, ample food, shelter, and health. We thank God for our families and all of those people with whom we share our time. For those of us who work, we thank God for giving us meaning and purpose in our lives, and that also serves others. Unfortunately, many of us will suffer hardships and loss, some of them incomprehensible to us if we have not faced them ourselves. Especially at the end of our lives, we may experience failing health and multiple losses at the same time. In my experience, personal and those with whom I have shared those hard times, it's then that we most need to give thanks for God, for all the blessings and for his presence in the valley of the shadow of death. In the Lutheran tradition of which I am part, we offer thanksgiving at the time of burial. We pray, O God of grace and glory, we remember before you today our brother or sister. We give you thanks for giving them to us to know and love as a companion in our pilgrimage on earth. In your boundless compassion, console us who mourn. Give us faith to see that death has been swallowed up in the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ, so that we may live in confidence and hope until by your call we are gathered to our heavenly home in the company of all your saints. Yes, we have everything to be thankful for. We are thankful no matter what, because, in the words of St. Paul, in God we live and move and have our being. Yes, God not only gave us life, God also gave us being. He made us something where there was nothing. No other response but thank you will suffice. As you gather around the table this Thanksgiving, or wherever you are and whomever you are with, remember to pray God for blessings of our nation and for being with our people in troubled times. 
Thank God for your life and all the blessings that have been bestowed upon you. Most of all, thank God for the promise of salvation and eternal life. Let us pray. For the expanding grandeur of creation, worlds known and unknown, galaxies beyond galaxies, filling us with awe and challenging our imaginations, we give thanks. For this fragile planet Earth, its times and tides, its sunsets and seasons, we give thanks. For the joy of human life, its wonders and surprises, its hopes and achievements, we give thanks. For our human community, our common past and future hope, our oneness transcending all separation, our capacity to work for peace and justice in the midst of hostility and oppression, we give thanks. For high hopes and noble causes, for faith without fanaticism, for understanding of views not shared, we give thanks. For those who have labored and suffered for a fair word, world, who have lived so that others might live in dignity and freedom, we give thanks. For human liberty and sacred rights, for opportunities to change and grow, to affirm and choose, we give thanks. We pray that we may live not by our fears, but by our hopes, not by our words, but by our deeds. O oh God, we give you thanks. Amen. I give thanks that you've joined me today. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May God look upon you with mercy and give you peace. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>